Centimetre Perfect. Hello and welcome to the Centimetre Perfect podcast. My name is Joseph Bianco and joining me as always, Christian Bazizi, Kirillos Rascala and Julian Zagari. Boys, how are we? Very good. Yourself? Good. Yeah, Yeah, I'm all right. All right. Good. Hey, Kirillos, the phones, they're getting you going. How, yeah, that, how, how is that? How is that? Well, boys, I've got some bad news. I don't know Put how. I don't know how, but somehow the other week, I, I pulled my phone out of my pocket, and I found a scratch on my screen just going right down the centre, and, and I'm a bit heartbroken. Like, the phone that got me going is now the phone that's make, that's breaking my heart. Right. Um, okay. Was, okay. Wasn't there sure. something a couple of years ago you actually had a, a watch that you named the bezel and made a Facebook page for it? Can you just confirm this? Wait, what? Um, actually, yes, this is very true. But there is a backstory behind it. I don't know if you want me to tell it on the on the pod, but look, I'm happy to share it. It was a bit of a taken one for the team sort of thing, and I mean the boys just got around calling the watch the bezel and. For some reason, I decided to be a bit funny to have a Facebook page for the bezel. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is not the bezel show, the the bezel show, or the phones get me going show. So, let's get into it. Christian, take us through round 17, please. Ah, yes. Yes, sir. Uh, First round. Uh, I mean, round 17, my bad. First game of the round. Oh, we're back there already, (laughs) Um... St. Kilda versus West Coast. Uh, West Coast won by 15, 65 to 50. Um, yeah, this is the only time you would have seen me supporting the West Coast Eagles. Um, <laughs> just yeah. to help. Sorry, who'd they, who'd they be? St. Kilda? Yeah, St. Kilda. Yeah. Come on, mate. Stay with it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a no, good, very good contest, this. Back and forth in the last quarter particularly. And... Um, the Eagles got on top of the end with uh, the midfield duo of Gaff and Cully, 33 and 30 possessions and a goal each. So, uh, very good stuff by the Eagles. Yep, yep, yep. certainly. Uh, next game, we had uh, Richmond beating Geelong by 26, which was 57 to 31. Jules, take us through the rundown. Uh, yeah, that was a really good game. I reckon I was going crazy. You were uh, gassed, apparently. I was very gassed, mate. I didn't think <laughs> you you uh, uh, in that group chat. I said, and I was being hundred percent honest. I thought uh, Geelong would steamroll us and steamroll probably everybody else. But I have no idea how we did it. Um, I think a lot of the credit is going to Dylan Grimes at the moment for his work on Hawkins. But I'd like to to take this opportunity to. Um, give a shout out to Noah Bolter yes, who is yes, 22 years old and he he's he he bodied Hawkins like he was pushing Hawkins out out of the way and Hawkins was like falling over and tipping over and stuff so I thought that was pretty good effort so I liked that a lot and yeah, uh, good uh, to see Noah Jack Bolton. back as as well Jack yep. can girls yep so next game Christian um the laughing stock of the AFL oh, North Melbourne Joyce. <laughs> They lost to Fremantle by 64, which Fremantle won 99 to 35. Yeah, look, there's not much to say about that. I mean, Freo are building, but um, North are just terrible. I'm sorry. There, Nothing else to say to it. Take us on to the next one, please. Uh, next one is uh, Essendon versus Port Adelaide. They lost by 50, which the final scores were 79 to 29. Talk of the AFL, uh, Christian. Just tell me what you told tell the, tell the boys, tell the the, mm-hmm. the viewers uh, what you told me the other day about Essendon's game. You said something in basketball terms. All oh, right. So, yes. um, basically, in basketball terms, there's analogy used as a run. So, in this case, Essendon out, outscored them, I think, thirteen to eight or something. Or something like that. And then Essendon, for the next three quarters, only scored 16 points compared to Port Adelaide's 71. So in these terms, Port Adelaide went on a 71 to 16 run, which is really, really, oh, yeah, (laughs) it's bad. Just hideous. Just hideous. Hideous. 
Yeah, yeah that's that was that's not good. Not shocking. Not yeah. a great year if you're an Essendon fan. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. No. Nope. Hey, take us on to the next game. Yeah, this was a good game actually. Uh, GWS versus Melbourne, and Melbourne got a five-point win, seventy-nine to seventy-four. Yeah, again, I was supporting the D's, um, <laughs> wanting them to get up over the Giants, and it was good. It was a very yeah. good game. Crucial. Um, that young young fella Rivers kicking the winner. Yeah, yeah. A couple of snags, but um, thought. Brett Daniels from the Giants was pretty good, but they are. We'll touch base on it later, but they are struggling. The GWS Giants. Um, yeah, they're yeah. early. So there is an early elimination final coming this weekend against the Saints, so we'll see what can happen there. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are focusing on um, St Kilda, saying if they drop out of the eight, it'll be the most disappointing blah 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 of the season. Yeah, but I I think. That's a bit unfair, considering that a lot of people, including myself at the start of the year, I saw St Kilda at probably a bottom eight side, and they've, oh, they've they um yeah well I, even with their players um I just thought they were really I like I couldn't see them compete, but under yep. uh, Ratten and with the new players they got, I think credit to them making the the eight, and even if they lose this week, you highly know, unlikely I, they'll miss out. Yeah, highly unlikely because yeah. their percentages is. is is well above Western Bulldogs. Well, I, I, I think um, people are expecting them to go really far. Even if they don't go too far, I'm still pretty happy. With, uh, I think they should be proud of where they are and then strike back next year. You know, I think, I think I, you're in a good spot. Sorry, you know? No, that's okay. I, I think, think the worst... The... Sorry. I think, the, if anything, the worst... Um, the, uh, sorry, the most disappointment... The most disappointing... Uh, performance of the season would have to be GWS um, coming off a grand final. You don't you don't go out so easily like they are doing at the moment. So I think people are saying St Kilda are going to be really disappointed. I think it should be focused on GWS. That's my thoughts. That's my two cents. Kirillos, jump in. Look, coming look, if you're a St Kilda supporter this this season, that you should be more proud of your boys now. Than, than you would have been 10 years ago. Even though 10 years ago you did make the grand final, but but coming off a, a 13th finish last year yeah. with 22 games and only, what was it, nine wins out of and 13 losses, to finish in a season where it's all over the place, nine wins, seven losses, with with one more game to go with 36 points, that you should be proud of. With, you should be so proud with the boys, even if they get eliminated the first week. The fact that they made the finals after a season where people like Julian said and like the boys said should have been a bottom eight side, there's it's it's a, a proud moment for for St Kilda supporters. I wish I could say that same about the Bombers, but that that won't that won't happen for another two years. Yeah, we might have to unleash soon on the Bombers. I'm not sure. Uh, take us to the next mm. game, please, Christian. The last yeah. few matches. How about them Adelaide Crows? <laughs> oh yes, they're on a run. <laughs> I saw this, I saw a meme that said they've won more games in September than the Bombers have in the past. Like, <laughs> yes, I get it. The Bombers haven't and won a game in September say, over five thousand eight hundred days. Adelaide won, but three in a row, and they beat Carlton. <laughs> they've done it. The Blues. I'm telling you, they were overhyped and they are terrible. I'm sorry, they are getting nowhere. David T, please. <laughs> Sit back down. You're not making finals. And As an Essendon oh, supporter. Mate, you uh, are terrible. Stop getting ahead of yourself, all these Carlton supporters on Facebook. Gay Blues, woo! The Blues are back! Yeah, sure they are. They're back to the bottom ten, for God's sake. Back to reality, all you bloody As things. Back As down an to Essendon earth. Supporter. As an Essendon supporter who wants to agree with you, Joey, that Carlton are, are just shit, even though Essendon are, are in no better position. But what, what it is is that... Carlton have reached that point of the season where they started off good, but because their 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 team is still young, it's hard for them to then keep going out against these top these top eight sides. So I think they've just lost steam. I think if you're a Carlton supporter as well, be have some pride in your team because to an extent you guys have done quite well this season, which is a which should be a proud moment. You you guys had a really analyze it. I was just trying to rip into them. I know we can rip into them later. We can rip into them later. But I just I, say... I was going to analyze the Blues, but I guess we could do that with the re- retirees uh, segment coming up. Yes, um, we can. But yeah, 
Yeah. So it takes on to the next game. Yeah, next game was Hawthorne and Western Bulldogs, a must win for the Bulldogs. And they won by 36, final scores being 76 to 40. Um, do you have any comments on this game, or do you want to just move uh, on? It's a pretty straightforward pretty game. I think we'll just we've, we've got a new little master, fellas, that's all I'm saying. It's not <laughs> Gary anymore, mate, it's Caleb Daniel. Let's go, given the... Given the Showing off the small, what the small fellas can do. Very proud of him as a small fella myself. Let's go, Caleb Daniel. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> right then. All right. Uh, next game, we had Brisbane beat Sydney by 32. Final score has been 73 to 41. Um, yeah, that was a pretty rubbish game as well. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just got away with it in the end. Bit disinteresting. Yeah. yeah. It was a good it was yeah. a good last quarter. It was a good last quarter. It was like it was crazy. It was a shootout. It was yeah. like a yeah. still the whole game in the last quarter Brisbane and uh, Sydney were just kicking goals. It was going back and forth. And Brisbane just I don't know, Eric Hoopwood can't kick goals in front of goal but apparently can snap them from the boundary. So Yeah, he's know. an odd one that guy. It's a bit strange. <laughs> Yeah, a bit strange. Anyway, take us through the last yeah. game, Christian. Uh, last game uh, was Collingwood securing their final spot. We're back, both... baby. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just calm down. We're just glad to be in, <laughs> glad to be in the eight. Yeah, Not sure we'll true. do anything, but uh, we won by 22, which was 68 to 46 against the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, good win. Um. Good to have Dugowie back, and uh, kick, he kicked a few snags, and he just makes a yeah. huge that forward line. He um, basically reshapes it, and, you know, I, I go back to, I've said it a lot of times about Mason Cox, and I think, um, you know, you take him ahead of Cameron, Darcy Cameron, any day of the week. He is, when he's on, Mason he's Cox. He's best. Yeah, his best he, is. He is pretty good. Uh, Joseph, just, just tell yep. us what Mr. Bianco's thoughts are of uh, Mason Cox for a second. Who, me? No, no, Mr. He's Bianco's... a strong believer. Oh, my dad? Yes, yes, the old man. Oh, he's got a Mason Cox jersey. He loves it. He loves love Mason, Mason Cox. Cox. Yeah. What, what does he say? What does he say? Coxie. Potential Hall of Fame? Potential Hall of no, Fame? No, he doesn't say potential Hall of Fame. He just says, <laughs> he's a, what do you say, potential Hall of Fame? He's just saying he's... He's a good player. He plays his role. He does everything he's meant to do, which is correct. And the people say, oh, but he doesn't have enough kicks, doesn't have enough this. No, it's not there to can, can get I just, 20 touches can, and kicks 10 goals you, like Rewald and Lynch. Can, to, can you put the, this image into my head? Can you just yeah. explain to me the moment that Mason Cox bounced bounced that ball inside the 50 yeah. kick so it like at your house? I was sitting on a beanbag. Um my dad and my nonda were sitting on a couch, and he took a bounce, and I'm like, oh, my God. I, thought, <laughs> I honestly thought, this is going to bounce out. This is going to just – he's going to stuff this up. The ball is just going to put this up else. And then he kicked it, and I turned around. I'm going, ah! Ah! <laughs> and I was right. I was, I was – yeah, no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was scenes, mate. It was scenes because Gold Coast got a goal back. And I thought coming back. Because any, any other uh, supporter out there – We'd be looking at it like, oh, nice, he took a bounce. And then any other Collingwood supporter, they're like, oh, he took a bounce! He well, took a bounce! <laughs> the commentator had to check if he's ever taken a bounce before. I don't think he has. Uh, uh, he's done it a couple times. No, 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 he's done it a couple times. I've seen he's kicked a goal on the run once before. Has he? Uh, yeah, I think he's kicked once or twice before. Yeah, he has. Um, I, I want to see more of that from Mason Cox. I want to see more of that. I'm not too sure if, you know, I mean, he's just a one-off. Yeah, it's not like he's Buddy Franklin or anything. Um, It'd be good to see a 211. Is he 211? Yeah, something yes. like that. Yeah, cool. I'd love to see a 211 man kick running goals consistently. Just imagine that on the run, on the burst, and he just bangs it in. Well, he's lanky, so I don't know if that's going to happen a lot. Boys, mm, boys probably not. But. I was I was watching the Western Bulldogs game, the start of the Western Bulldogs game. This this. This has something to do with the podcast, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what we're going to talk about this week. Hey, but man. just, just funny, funny thing. I was listening to uh to old mate McAvaney, and yep. Caleb Daniels kicked the ball to to I don't know who he kicked it to, but 
Bruce McAvaney said, as old mate would say, that was centimetre perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that as well. He, got, he, gave, he well. gave us a nice shout-out. He gave out. us a nice shout-out. I was going to say that. Nice you, Thank you, Bruce McAvaney. Yeah. You are a legend. Um, we know you listen to the show. And, we know you uh, love us. It's only a matter of time before you get on here, mate. Yeah, and we, I want to I hear a delicious. Let's, uh, let's, reckon, let's move. Oh, sorry. Do you reckon he forgot? Um, do you reckon he forgot Dennis Kimini's name for a second? Well, I think you forgot. I it think you committee. forgot his name. Oh, he's a committee. I did. Committee. Forgot his name. Anyway, let's move on, please. Let's move on, Jules. Take us yep. through the first thing for today. All right. Jeez. Oh, All right. Well, we're talking about the two. Possibly um, two two clubs with the most wasted season this year, and that is I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, man. It's it's Essendon and GWS. Um, hey, look, I take no offense to that. As an look, as as a, a supporter of the Bombers, I have to change it up because I feel like I'm always saying as an Essendon supporter, as a supporter of the Bombers. Look, it is a wasted season, and to me, it's almost as disappointing as being a North Melbourne fan or a Hawthorne fan watching their team go to go. Yeah. Go to waste, really. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot of, of – obviously, we've touched on um, – uh, what was it? Trades and, and we've touched on the draft and stuff. But I want to talk about um, the SNF uh, Football Club, firstly, and their free agents or potential re-signings at the end of the year. My view is, at the SNF Football Club, it doesn't look very good um, – um, I don't want to say culture because I'm I'm sure the boys are like mates with each other, but when they go out on that field, you, you don't see good um good sides say like Geelong, Port Adelaide, um even um well established players even in like Collingwood, something as little I know Madgen did it the other day on Monday he yelled who did he yell at when he Jack the ball yeah he yelled at Chris. I don't know what, why Imagine was yelling, but aside from that, I've never seen top teams yell at other players. If they make a mistake, it's always a pat on the back. You look at Essendon and GWS, and they look a bit more individually um, centered. They look more self-centered about themselves, always worrying about themselves. I was watching the Essendon game, and uh, the Essendon players are arguing with each other. Now, this isn't... It's not always a bad sign, you know, to show a bit of passion, especially inside your football club. But I think there's a big problem at Essendon at the moment. And I think that it's um, it's especially showing now with Adam Saad not re-signing. And to me, that sort of sounds like maybe he wants out. Look, he could probably sign tomorrow and I'll be wrong. But it's going to be hard for Essendon to try and rebuild. I know I said re- say rebuild. We don't even know if they're in a rebuild phase. But um, oh, it's going to be hard for them. Are. Yeah, it's going to be Sorry, hard for them to land. It's going to be hard for them to land players, and I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season, um, a lot of people leave Essendon or they struggle to sign another contract because of just the way the footy club is run at the moment. Um, uh, same with GWS. Uh, we we saw Brett Deledio at the start of the year say how uh, GWS are a bunch of players playing for themselves, and it reflects on the way they've been playing and it reflects on how we've already seen Aiden Core uh, request the, to come back to Victoria and no doubt there's going to be more uh, GWS players. And you can see the frustration with Leon Cameron because he, he's, he's basically saying, all right, good riddance pretty much. And I'm not sure that really resonates well. You know, Toby Green has been uh, – like a heartbeat for GWS over the past few years. This year, something looks really off with these blokes, and the, the same is can be said for Essendon. They look really off. And when you struggle to get that chemistry on the field, it shows off the field. There's little spot fires in the in the club. There's little spot fires everywhere. And I think it's it's hard to land players at your club with, with a bad culture or a bad... Uh, you know, bad. Uh, basically, with their head not screwed on. When you when you're not working as a team, it's hard to to bring someone else into that team. And I think that's really especially showing with Adam Saad not re-signing. McGrath is uh, his contract ends this season. Uh, I'm just a bit worried for Essendon if they, you know, if they won't be able to secure that um, 
secure some of their stars at the moment just uh, about how they're just because of how their club is going at the moment. Look, uh, I, I don't know if you I, guys want to weigh in there, but yeah. I don't I don't want to sound like I'm sticking up for the bombers because honestly, Julian, I 100% agree with you with everything you've just said. But something I was once told is that it a team of champions will lose to a champion team. So a champion side is is a bunch of is is a side where players have gelled together and they work together as one, not as singles. So the, what I'm saying, I'm not saying Essendon is either. Essendon right now are not in a in a position where they're a team of champions or they or they're a champion side. What they are though, they we do have good stock. I'm not saying that like they they they're bad, they're good. Like we have players like Andy McGrath, Darcy Parish, Kyle Langford. That's that's three of our players in the midfield. And look, they're three solid players that I personally rate, and they're great players. But what you're saying is 100% true that they're playing for themselves. If players like this turn around and play with each other, play as a team, and not try and play to see who gets the most possessions, who can kick the straightest, who can kick the best goal, who can take the best mark, who who can can carry the side by themselves. A team like Essendon has potential to do just as good as a team like Geelong, a team like Port Adelaide, because they've finally gelled together. But in a but what you're saying, what I what you're saying right now, I 100% agree. Essendon don't have the ability right now to to play like that because they haven't really gelled. Like these plays, Essendon right now, they're a bad side because they haven't, they're not working together. And you're right, you've said that. What Essendon now need to look into is how to build a culture that that's not similar to Richmond, but a culture that works for them, that is as good as Richmond's culture, that is as good as Geelong's culture, that that does push them to want to make do better for each other, not just for themselves. Because four four years ago, the same could have been said about Richmond, that the boys weren't playing for each other. Mm. Hardwick, they weren't playing for Hardwick. Yeah, Hardwick yeah. had no respect from the boys. Yeah, well, but 2017, I, he turned that that, that yeah, turned on that's, its head. That's what I'm saying. Can I? I just want to jump in there. Yeah, well, good. It's 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 easy to to get culture back at a club. If you look at the Brisbane Lions back in, I think it, uh, when was it? 2017? Wait, no, 2018. Sorry, yep. they weren't. It was 2018 when they weren't like an amazing club. Yeah, no, they, they were. They were down, down the bottom. Yeah, they they were struggling with culture as well. I remember it was something as little as in 2019. All the players were putting on the jersey on together in the room as a, as a sort of ritual thing. St Kilda, what they do, they they uh, huddle around each other and they go through a breathing exercise. I'm not saying you have to do these little things at Essendon or GWS, but um, culture is very easy to come back to. But this year, um, just with what's happening, especially with Wusha, your own coach, he's he's referring to you guys as Essendon people. You don't refer to your, your fans, your audience as Essendon people. He's speaking a, in uh, as he, uh, as an outsider. He's speaking in like so, third person almost. As How he's does that left the club? Sort of exactly. Thing. It's it's almost like he's given up. I think if, with, if you say that from your head coach, um, I think know. right now with Wusher, it's it's mainly because he's he's at that state. He's now transitioning into a into a a person who do, who isn't at the club anymore. And I think he's he's signing on with Fremantle from next year. I don't know. If it's if he's officially signed on or whether it's still in the talks, but for like I'm not backing Wusha. I think the way he's talking right now is it's not if as he's still the head coach, he should still talk as the head coach. But but also in his defence, he's also transitioning into into being a, a Fremantle assistant coach essentially if if that does happen, and giving the reins to to Rudden. Which, Look, I, I just want to step in. Sorry, Kirillos. No, no worries. Um, I don't think. Essendon, as such, has got a culture problem. And I don't think that they're... And I'm going to stick up for Essendon here because I don't think... Oh, that hold on, Joey. I'm not saying it's real... Really... Uh, I don't know what yeah, the yeah, yeah. Really culture is. It's not like, it's not like they're, they're doing yeah, drugs. Yeah. No, 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 Sometimes no, no, it can be as simple as game plan as well. Yeah. And and what, what, I'm getting, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that they're a bunch of play, you know, individuals. They're playing for themselves. I don't think that's the case with Essendon. You know... They're a very proud club, proud history, very similar to your Collingwoods, your Carlton's, your Richmond's, mm-hmm. pardon me. Um, and, you know, so I don't think that there's a culture issue or anything like that there. I think they're just missing key players that they need. You know, one thing that I've noticed with Essendon is, in particular, you know, you can play Danaher as a key forward, but 
you've also got to have that support for Danaher. And in my opinion, you, so you need to find another key forward as such. Um, that that would be one of the things I do. If I'm, you know, the general manager or whatever, the foot, um, I'm looking at players to, to find. I'm also looking at smaller at smaller forwards. And I said this last podcast. I'll, I'll say it again. It's 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 if Stringer shows up. You know, Stringer's not always on. And I know yes, players I have off game off games, but he's not. I don't. For me, he's just not a game changer. I agree with that. He's and not like your Dustin Martin and players like that. And I know there's comparisons and stuff, and there probably is good reason to have comparisons. But he is not a game changer, and it's always if. I'm sorry to everyone that loves Anthony McDonald Tipperwoody. I don't mind watching him play either. I think he's a fantastic footballer, but he's the same. It's I if think they he's show improved. up. Yes, exactly. I think he's improved, but, but I don't think – I think if you're keeping Danaher, you need to find that support around him. Essendon's back line needs – as I've, I've been vocal about this towards you, Kirillos, you do need you know to change that up. Stuff needs to be done. I think I players think like Gleeson, um, Redmond, Redman, um, and it, it might even, you know, as as hard as it sounds, you may need to look at maybe moving Hooker on just to, you know, I reset think, and, I think and for start me, again. For me, I agree with what you've just said with Essendon, Essendon's defence there. But with, like, for example, Hooker can play up forward. If you're talking about a player who can support, who can support, Danaher, you got to play like Hooker. Again, it's if he shows up as well. But that's the problem. We don't want to play who's if he shows up. Like, oh, oh, I don't know if you read this when I when I messaged you this about the goalie is a better version of Stringer. Because I, I personally believe they, they have a similar playing style, is that they're a solid they're a solid key foot, like the backup for, for, the, for the big forward, for their yeah. key forward. Yeah, that the smaller forward, yeah. When they're on, they're on. And I've told, I, yeah. I said this in a group once. I said... The goal is just he's, just he's a better version of Stringer. But see, they, but see the the difference is there. The difference is, and I'm not trying to be biased or anything. No, no, just no Jordan, Jordan Jordan Dugowie, You can expect like I went before the game on the weekend. He gets announced. He's it gets announced. He's playing. I said I thought okay, this he's going to kick three four goals, and he kicked four. So you just know that Jordan Dugowie, you play him as a deep forward, and that's where Collingwood stuffed up at the start of the season with him. You know, not getting into it, but he was playing the midfield. A deep forward, he'll kick goals. He'll kick bag at each game. You know, he's the best. He's a really good, not the best, but he's one of the best one-on-one players in the league. So I think Stringer does have that ability to be like that, but I don't know what it is. He just, he can't string it together. Look, jeez. Boys, just before you keep going on, um, I agree with what you're saying with having stars out. But I think you're going a little off topic. My, my my view is that it just looks like I, I don't want to keep saying Richmond or you know I don't I hate trying to but compare this, it to my own club because it sounds like I'm being biased. But I don't know. Let's let's say. But you know uh, we'll Richmond, Richmond the best. Yeah, I know so Richmond. The best. That's so like me. It's fine. We, we make a mistake, right? Liam Baker might kick the ball out of the full. Boys get around him. They have a laugh. Yeah. You stuff up a goal. Boys get around. Him, have a laugh. Yep. You know, the, the boys look like they're playing with such energy. They're laughing. They're high-fiving. They're getting pats on the back. I watched GWS. Toby Green looks like he doesn't want to be there. Lockie Whitfield. He's I throwing, agree with you. With he's throwing GWS. his arms up in the air. He's throwing 100%. his arms up in the air. I, I 100% agree with you, GWS. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. GWS at, doesn't sorry, want to be there. Uh, yeah. You look at, sorry, Essendon. Dylan Shield. It looks like he doesn't want to be there. Jake Stringer. Looks like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, Tipper is the only one, and I've been really critical. I he put he tries to put in the effort. I don't think he's playing very well, but he he looks like he's putting in a lot of effort. Danaher, ever since after his first game, since he came back, you know, I thought okay, he looks on now. Doesn't look like he wants to be there either. Um, you know, Ridley, uh, you know, he's a fantastic player. I saw him at the back of play cracking it in the back line. You just don't. You just don't do that. You don't get upset. I know it's frustrating it to your teammates, but these teams both have something in common now with their with how they're playing. And it, to me, it comes back to this, um, like it's like they're debating, like, oh, do I really want to be at this club? You know, and it's it's reflecting now. Adam uh, Adam Saad hasn't 
said anything about his his contract. To be fair, it might be he just wants to leave it to after the season. But Jeremy Cameron also doesn't hasn't said anything. McGrath is contracts ending at the end of the year. You know, they have all these free agents and stuff, and none yeah. of them are coming out like Collingwood and saying, no, I love the Pies. I want to stay here. I think McGrath's close to signing on, actually, though. Possibly, McGrath, yeah. McGrath will definitely stay. I think Saad will stay. I don't think, however, Jeremy Cameron will stay. Look, with Saad, though, just quickly yeah, with I don't Saad, think I, think, I think Saad will stay, but he just wants his, his... From what I read, I read this somewhere. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is true. But he wanted a five-year deal, and the club was offering him offering him a four-year deal. I don't know if it's true. Might be true. Might be false. He might actually want to leave. But if it's true, I think the club shouldn't should meet his 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 request because he's a five-year player. You want him for he's, five years. He's definitely a five-year player. He's, he's one of enough, the best players. He's good enough to be a five-year player, and and eventually he might not be a million-dollar player, but he's hey, he's sorry, a top he's a top-ranking player. You, Thomas. Have you haven't even secured Ridley yet either? Have you? His contract's think, at ending at the end of the year as well. He'll stay. He'll stay. I think so. Yeah, but he'll he'll I, I feel Ridley will stay. I don't I, think, as I, I said before. I don't know. I'm just saying I, I might be surprised if, if some people don't don't be surprised. Sorry, if some of these big names or some of these names that we're not expecting out of that uh, to leave will actually leave for well, both look, clubs. I'm look. expecting big names to leave from the bombs. I'm, I, me personally, I'm expecting. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm expecting. If I, if I'm wrong, I'm no. wrong. But I, I just. That's, that's what I see personally. Yeah. My views have changed on the Essendon Football Club this past week and a bit. It just depends in the direction they're wanting to go. Yeah. It seems like very but, but that's un- the thing, Christian, unclear. Like, it yeah, they look unclear. like they have no. They have. They look like they have no direction at the moment. Yeah. Well, I, so see, I, disagree. Yeah. I disagree. I disagree. Coach. I disagree. I don't know. It's a tough I disagree. Thing. Essendon were on a roll at the start of this season before we went into the hubs. Let's not forget that. Okay. Now. I'm not saying that the hubs done this, but there are teams that have dropped off that have gone into the hubs. So let's not forget that that could be a factor. I think Essendon, and I'm being serious, new coach, Essendon is going in the right direction. It may not look like it, but I think right now, the reason you're seeing players, you know, they're not looking happy and stuff, it's it's frustration just built up. I think... Joey, just, just with what you're saying about a new coach as well, I think it also comes off the fact that at the start of the year, Wusha was the coach. Wusha was 100% the coach starting this year. And then moving into the hubs and going later into the season, it then became Wusha the coach, Ben Rudden is – but he's now transi- it's now transitioning into Ben Rudden. That, now there's two people, two head coaches talking. You're just not sure where you're going, not sure which direction to follow. Do you follow Wush's game plan, which is instilled at the start of the season, or do you listen to what your, your, your coach is coming in, Ben Rudd, and you listen, or you listen to what he's saying? It's just, I think it should have either been Wusher coaches till the end of the season, or Wusher should have stepped down at the start of this season. It, it just, for me personally, this could it, that could also be a part of the a part of the problem, is the fact that it, it's it, the boys are confused on who to listen to. Which way to go? Which direct? Which game pl- game plan to go with? Which play? Wh- where they're playing? Essentially, they don't know what what their roles are because the coaches haven't actually. Uh, they're listening to do two different players. Like for example, Saad could Wusha has Saad as a running half back, but then but then Ben Rudden might place him in the back. Might say no, nah, he wants him as a back pocket. And having two coaches and transitioning. I know it says he's he's the head. He's a senior head. He's a senior assistant coach, but to an extent, they're now transitioning. That the boys just don't know who to listen to. Yeah. And like the fact that they're always walking off together and they're always sitting next to each other, always chatting, it just seems as though at at any given time, Wusha could be talking to the midfield at at quarter time. Then at half time, it's it's Rudden. Then they they just lose they just lose their complete complete direction of where they're going. And like for me, I don't want to bl- I don't want to blame it on that because that might not be I could be very very wrong about that, but. That could be an underlying factor. That could be the reason why the boys' the boys' performances dropped off big time because they just don't know where, who to listen to. Yeah, it yeah, seems like enough. a lack of clarity to me and misdirection. But we'll move on. I think that if we just sorry if we just talk about the uh, Giants quickly, um, didn't get to I didn't get to say much about them. I I think they're a club that's struggling and looks like they're going down the path that. Um, 
isn't so great. Uh, you know, they made the grand final last year and they, they had the opportunity and they just didn't show up. And I think that really ripped out the hearts of the players. Um, and, you know, a lot of them have dropped their heads. Um, it's good to hear that Finlayson is signing on for them uh, yeah. today. I think until, when is it? The end of 2023, I think it was. No? I think so. I, did, yeah. I didn't yeah. see yeah. it. So, yeah. It's a, I think it's that, but um, that's good in the long term. You know, that's a, that's a key forward, and um, he's shown what he can do up, up in the forward line, and um, you know that I think. But what I think it is, look, I think Jeremy Cameron leaves at the end of this season. I think oh, yeah. he leaves. I, I, he's a Victorian boy. Whether he comes back to Victoria or not, um, you know, whether it's down at the Cattery or somewhere else, um. Uh, I think he leaves. I think there'll be a few other players that want out as well. Um, but they are a club that looks like they are a total mess. I'd be very, very surprised if they beat St Kilda this weekend. Uh, they are. So, I'm, I'm not even I'm sure. sorry. They are a dirty football club. Does that mean, they're heading, club in, does that mean they're heading in a similar direction to Adelaide now? So. What? No, no, I don't. No, I don't go that far. Because no, Adelaide's in a full far. rebuild. No. I think. I think there was a perfect quote that came out this week for the GWS. It was, GWS are not a club that holds on to its players. It's a pass-through club. That's what they said. I'm not sure who said the quote. Um, it was on footy nine or footy classified or some, something like that. It's a pass-through club. They haven't been able to retain players um, because p- players just go in there for a bit and then leave. They yeah, they need, a, they need to find a way to, to, to trap, not sort of trap their players, but hold on to their players. Like, you, you see Melbourne boys go over to teams like Brisbane and West Coast, and they stay. Why? Because of the culture, because they love it up there. The boy, the camaraderie. GWS, it seems to they're, they're struggling with that aspect, and players are just passing through. Go, oh, you know, Jeremy Cameron, you stay for a bit. We pay you. Oh, his time's done. He's gone. Yeah. It shouldn't uh, be yeah. happening. I 100% agree. Like, um. And can I just say, you know, that if we talk about culture at the club, I don't think that there is great culture. I mean, a player comes out and says he's leaving halfway through the season in Aiden Core, or he wants to explore for agency, whatever he said. And, I mean, he's left the hub now, so he's not there. Yeah, um, he just leaves. And, and that's that's just really that poor. Show, that yeah. is really poor. Whether whether that's GWS asking him to leave or whether that's him, um, his own decision, Um I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's that's really poor. I think that's not what you want to see in a football club. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced that they're heading in the right direction. Look, uh, I think. Sorry, go no, go no, on. No, I, no, I, go I'm on, speaking on. way too much. No, no, it's okay. Um, I think if a player who comes out at the start of the season, well, not a player. I think Delia has retired. Delia retiring. He's retired. I think, but coming out at the start of the season, you said Delia said. Um, he said that the boys, what they play for, they play, they for, play themselves. for themselves. Yep. I think if a, an ex GWS player comes out, a retired footy player comes out and says that they're playing for themselves, I think even if it's at the start, of the season, I think that's a big statement. And based off their performances here, that what he's saying is true. And I think GWS have to take into account that he was he he was there. He saw what they were doing. He was firsthand in that position. I think they just have to maybe take into account what he said and actually try and build on that, try and fix what he said, try and put him in his place in a in a in a, in a sense like you know we don't we don't want that to be true. Next season we're going to come out and we're going to play as a team. Yeah, you'd yeah. think that would um, be the reaction. Coming. It looks yeah. bad. It looks yeah. bad if if a, it looks bad if an ex player comes out and says that about a club that he played for. Absolutely. Yeah. We should probably move on now, but I just want to leave with one more thing uh, before we move on. Jeremy Cameron, I think him – it's going to be really difficult signing him back purely as well because he's the highest paid player. Uh, I said that wrong. <laughs> highest paid player in the league at the moment. And this year he hasn't showed any reason why he should be. And I don't know. I think money will be a big factor with Jeremy as well. I I feel like he, he thinks he deserves – speculation again, I don't know what he actually thinks, but I think he thinks he deserves, he is that uh, big pay player, but the, and I don't know if many club clubs will be willing to offer him that 
um, just based on the way he's been playing. And I think that uh, – I don't know how to really say it, but I think that might uh, be one of the reasons why he may stay with GWS as well. But I still think they have problems. Yeah, big did, did he win the Coleman medal last year? Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah. I think yeah. with the Coleman medal under his name might – might yeah. might be his saving grace that yeah. that clubs might offer him that much money, but with 24 goals this year, 24 goals this year being out of the top 10 of goal kickers, yeah, where last year he was where last year he was the top goal kicker, I think that also might be the reason why he doesn't get a contract that he's after. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's it's on two sides. It's really sitting sitting on the scale whether the clubs are willing to pay him to pay him big money because he won a common medal and he, he was able to secure a, and, and win the common medal or clubs might not pay him that much because he's had a really, really subpar season. Yeah. Well, let's, mm. let's move on from that anyway. Yeah. Um, that's enough on that. Um, yeah. So the second thing um, I wanted to bring up was about Elijah Taylor, um, you know, 19 year old Sydney forward. It looked like he, had quite a lot of potential to be something yeah, he, special. Just I, I absolutely screwed up his career. Um, I, I really don't know what to say, to be honest. Physi- like, physically yeah. abused his partner, his girlfriend, which, um, yeah, very wrong. And, I mean, I'm just going to go out and say that um, violence, you know, against women's not – there's there's no room for it um, in the world and, you know, whatever – He's been stood down by the Swans. I think it's well deserved, and um, hopefully, uh, do you, do you he, think gets he gets more punishment anywhere. No, I don't nah. think so. No, no he's so. done. He's done. Yeah. If but he look, does, if he does, it's a disgrace. Look, yeah. I think I think yeah. Sydney. I think Sydney have uh, have made have made the right call of of letting him go, but also in that sim in a similar circumstance. I know it's it's not really similar, but with Sydney Stack and. And um, I forgot his name. Callum oh, Coleman is, Jones. And and <laughs> Coleman Jones, if they are they they were in a in a fight to an extent, does that also give give an insight as to what Richmond might do at the end of the season? Since um, they- look, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised if they let him go. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him as well because they were it. They were they didn't start the fight, and we've seen a lot of footy players, especially in their younger years, get into fights like this, uh, especially in bars and stuff. I know it happens a lot. In early in your career, you make a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, you take maybe a banned substance or, um, like uh, what's his name? Uh, God, I've forgotten his name. Stevenson last year bet uh, yeah. that betting saga. Uh, young players make these mistakes, and it's not like. I don't really want to say it, but it's not really like Elijah Taylor. Uh, it's really very different, Kirill. It's very, yeah, it's very, it is very different. different. This is well, a, this yeah. is a real criminal offence. I know this it's is, diff- I know it's different and, to the extent where he um, he could actually be jailed for this because because and he should be, especially the Richmond was more attack. Um, a lot of the like they were attacked, and a lot of the younger stars that have trouble, it's never really they go out looking for a fight. So it's always usually trouble finds them, or it's just a stupid mistake. This is like. You know, and this was a double. Uh, this was a double blow as well. He he tried to sneak her into the hub, you know, and then uh, he comes out and uh, with an ass- and she comes out with an assault allegation against him as well. So that's ju- yeah. that's just two, you know, the, how many how many strikes can you give a, a bloke, you know? That is yeah, very well, true. That very, is very true, and I think that was part serious of offense. So. I think with um with the fact that um the fact that. He was he he tried to sneak her and was also a big part to as to why he was he was let down because look let's let's just look at it I'm pretty sure there were there have been AFL players who had been jailed before yeah and I think um, Ben Cousins was was is one of the big names for <laughs> for for drugs but then he came back and 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 ended up playing again didn't he played for Richmond after he came out yeah well look Andrew yeah. Cracker was the same but. Andrew Cracker, you can maybe compare it because he did assault someone. But look, for now he doesn't get another crack. That's my opinion. For now he's got what's com- whatever's coming for him. Uh, if it's jail time, 
it's deserved. You know, that's what he deserves. That's true. And I don't think there's there, – there might be a chance for him to recover his career 10 years down the track when he's 29, when he's in his later stage, gets a rookie a rookie contract, maybe plays one or two years as as a rookie. But uh, I just I just wouldn't – like, I don't want to be all negative and say that he's done. Like, like I know you guys are saying, yeah, he, he might be finished. I think maybe there's still a chance for – um, him to get the help that he needs and get his life back on track, and you know, there's been sh- there's been crazier success stories, fellas, where you know you thought a player was gone, but they worked them their way back. And if he can get the help that he needs, work, stay quiet, work on himself. If he was picked up in the past, he can be picked up again, and there's no doubt about that. Just hopefully he, you know, if. I'm sure, but if he goes to jail and blah, 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 it's, it's really hard, you know. But look at Matt Marlon Pickett as an example. Again, I'm sorry, Richmond, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. But, um, yeah, play, players players are people at the end of the day, and it's not it's not like they can't turn their life around. And we, we're so critical just because they're in front of a camera 24-7. But, you know, there's, pe- there's people, you know, that I know, and I'm sure a lot of people, other people know, they've made stupid mistakes in the past, and 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 they've been, you know, some. It might be that you know someone that's taken drugs before, or you know that that's committed a criminal offence, and now you see them now, and they're completely a different person. Yeah. There's no doubt that Elijah Taylor can do that as well, but we just hope at the moment, um, that the punishment is basically. It's fair, and they basically throw the book at him pretty much because he deserves to be punished. But we hope that him and like any other player, it could be anyone, that they get the help they need and to move on. Yep. You know. Oh, I agree. Um, just before we move on, um, just want to announce this, which was confirmed not long ago. So um, the Brownlow, uh, as we knew, was Sunday, October the 18th. Um, mm-hmm. And it will be a virtual Brownlow event on Channel 7. Um, Very nice. So we'll have a Brownlow special ahead of that, boys. Can't wait. Um, Kirillos, you want to read out the our team of the week as a, a collective team of the week yet again? I think um, we yeah. like doing that now. We might just stick with that because it just makes it easier. Uh, yep. So in our back line, Luke Ryan, Grimes and McDonald. That's yep. the uh, fullbacks, our centre uh, halfbacks, Caleb Daniel, fantastic game. Stephen May and Lachlan Scholl. Right. Then Lachlan our centres. Is it Scholl or Skull? No, no, Scholl. No, yeah, there was a bit of, uh, um, bit of controversy. A bit of controversy, controversy on social media about that. Tex, and... Tex Walker needs to shut up, mate. Yeah. Look, look. You see Jeremy Howell followed back in him. Yeah, 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 that was good. But Joseph, did you read what I said yesterday? Like, just in yeah, look, comparison look, about both players, but look, also... I, I didn't realise the game that he... I honestly um, didn't realise that he game. played um, I think, that I think, well. So, no, but, full credit, he probably should have got um, the Ryan Sale nomination. I think with, with Quainer, there should have been other games where Quainer yeah, got it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I reckon, like, he should have got it yeah. probably his first game or I think the second game. I, I don't know. Yeah, All yeah. the games I've seen him play were pretty good, but he's had better standout games in the Gold Coast one. Yeah. And I, think, yeah. I think people people were a bit critical of him because Sexton, Sexton had the three goals. goals. But... You've got to remember, and what I said, all his fault though. No, he's not a he's not a key position to backman. He is the backman that's going to run off. You know, he's going to run off the back line. He's there. He's going to get the rebound. I think he had about five or six rebounds off the fifty. So I mean, that that's pretty good. But also, anyway, you, you can't you can't also just just on that quickly as well. You can't expect a young player to stop a young player in his first season to stop a player like a player like Sexton. Yeah, well, plus, Sexton, plus, credit to the G, G, uh, Gold Coast. The way they moved the ball as well really, um, you know, gave him gave Sexton the opportunity. But once they tightened up after that first quarter, uh, you know, Quainer did a good job. He didn't really touch the ball after that. So, you know, you could just say it was a team. It was, it was basically the team versus Quainer. That's pr- ba- ba- pra- practically what everyone's saying. Um, yeah. It wasn't like Sexton versus Quainer. It wasn't like it was getting one-on-ones. It was... Quick movement into the forward line, bang, Sexton had it. So I think there was, it's a bit of a stupid debate around it, but yeah. All right, move on. Alrighty, Carlos. moving on. So Gaff, Rockcliffe, and Akers in the centre. Then on our half forward line, 
Alex Sexton, Jack Revol and Walters. Then our full forwards is uh, Tabner, Mason Cox, and Jordan DeGoey. Our yep. followers include Nick Nat, Kelly, and Boak. And on our bench, we've got Dixon, Luke Parker, Brent Daniels. Is it? Mm. And for this last one, King Quainer. As the as we like to call him. There you go. King Quainer. Oh, come on, just say with the, what say we know, how you we say know it. We know you want to say it, mate. Just say it. Here we go. So uh, I have a tendency to make. Just uh, say it. Don't give it. Say it. Don't give it. Just say it. Don't explain. Alrighty. Don't give it the backstory. What do you call him? Quinoa salad. Very He's nice. Quinoa salad. Let's move on to our likes and dislikes. Kirillos, send you love to talk. Take it away. Alrighty. So my give us your like. My and like for this week for this week has got to be Adelaide Crows. Yes, they've won three games on the trot. Yes, that's that's something big that should be looked into. But the fact that they've they're rebuilding and now they're starting to look like a side that could be damaging in, in three, four years, I like it. That's my like. My dislike, on the other hand, again, it revolves around the bombers because I'm just I'm just disgusted. I, I don't know how much how much more I can watch my team just just throw their season away. Like I know I know we came up we came up against West Coast, Geelong and Port Adelaide three weeks in a row. But if we're going to compete against them, you can't just make an excuse that we're three three preseasons behind them. No, you you got to compete with them till the end. There's no such thing as being three preseasons behind a team because a preseason essentially is just you working to build yourself into that into that current season. Not working yourself into three years ago. You're working into that current season or three years ahead. You're working into that season. You can't make an excuse that you're you're three years behind. So when Wusher said that last week about Geelong and then and then this week with Port Adelaide, we had a similar performance. It's just it's just shocking. The boys shouldn't just lose hope because we're versing top tier teams. Just show passion. Just show show the show the fans that you guys actually you guys are happy to be wearing the colours. Like I don't care if we get if we lose against Melbourne by five points, six points, even even if we lose by three goals, I won't be upset as long as there's a, a comp there's there's, there's competition, there's effort, yeah. there's a fight up until that final siren. Yeah. I I would rather I would rather lose to Collingwood by a point. Then lose to a team that I like a Which team you like did Adelaide. On Anzac Day in 2012. Okay, don't bring that up because I was at that game and I actually cried that game and I was. <laughs> well, so I was upset. there. Oh. I was so upset. All right, come on, wrap it up, Kirillos. But, but like a team, I'd I'd rather lose by point to to a team like like say Adelaide, who's on the bottom of the ladder, than than lose by 10 goals to a team like Geelong because Adelaide because we fought it to the end and Geelong and. We just got to show that fight against big teams. Just show that fight. Just show passion. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. Jules. Uh, my likes probably a little uh, one clo- a bit close to home. Um, Jack Rewalt has been under fire all year for not playing as well as he has been, and I've been pretty critical off the podcast of him. I said, um, you know, Kirillos trying to convince me that maybe another season in him, and I was sort of doubting him. Uh, but uh, against Geelong, I think. Yeah, that was one of my likes. Just him against Geelong jumping and flying for the ball again. I thought that was really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, got me excited. My dislikes. Uh, what, do I, what do I even say? Uh, probably, uh, I was going to there's quite a few. Was North Melbourne and Hawthorne are floating around my head right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, probably, you know what? We'll go with Hawthorne again. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> Stuff ya, all right? <laughs> yeah, Clarko's been saying that he wants to play the kids, right? We've all heard that. He wants to play the kids. And he signs Silk. <laughs> I don't understand. He's, he's sending Mick. He's like he's like a girl that sends you Mick messages. Oh, we all love those. Like, you will, you, like, come on. Give us a clear answer. And I'm not saying, you know, maybe he shouldn't have signed Silk, but he's not having the best year. And he's, he's, you know, in a short season, mind you, 17 games where it probably would have suited that older player. Not having the best season. What's he, what the hell is he going to do next year? And what, they're, they're trying to shuffle around him for a, for a coach, coaching role? And they just kicked, um, 
you know, they kick Mitchell Lewis out and, um, you know, Ruffy and all those players out. Uh, but, oh, what's so special about Silk that you can offer him a, a coaching role? And what does he get an extra season as well? Oh, I know apparently we're going to play the kids. Righto, Clark, I believe when I see it, mate. I'm sick of you. <laughs> yeah, all right, Christian. Um, all right. My like was seeing Mason Cox go berserk. Um, maybe the stats of like two goals doesn't sound like much, but the way he played was easily his best game of the season. And it brings back 2018 finals memories, um, but yeah, he, his willingness and his determination to get to contests takes, taking a lot of marks. Then even the trash talking, I love the trash talking. He's just such a, such a great watch. And very exciting. Um, yeah, and he's if he plays like that, he he definitely makes us very dangerous. Yeah. My um, dislike, I'll I'll go with North Melbourne. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this club is dead set useless. <laughs> if, if that's put in it. That's been nice. That's been nice. That's that's what I was going to say. I mean, if all you got to look forward to is Aiden Core coming, my God. (laughs) 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 They're damned. Yep. I'm out. You go. All right. Um, Yeah, so... I got look. I got two likes for the week. All right? I broke a bit of rules. I bent the rules a bit. But um, basically, my first like, um, Adelaide Crows... They're winning September footy. They're winning in September. It's great. It's good. The Crows, they're on the build. Um, my second one, and this is a like, this is what I really like, all right? I know, Jules, you've said Silk's re-signed for the, for the Hawks. S-I-L-K, he's staying. You know, they need that bit of um, a, a veteran player to help those younger players. Oh, I'm not saying and I he, didn't like he, him. No, no, he's a, he's a, no, no, I'm, yeah, but I like that. And what I like, what my main like about Hawthorne, Poppy and Stratton retiring. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Yes. Your time was done long ago. That's Diopolo, disrespectful. You can't even get that's a game. That's, 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 that's a bit disrespectful. disrespectful. I think, I think we no, just got to... It's done. That's my like. Thank you very much. I think that's, that's a bit... My dislike, however. No. Why? A bit harsh to... to... Pop and, and Stratton. But although I'm not a big... I'm not a, I'm, I'm not, although I'm not a fan of Stratton... They're doing but, a right thing by retiring. They're doing a right thing by the Hawthorne Football Club. Now didn't, Hawthorne uh, yeah, fair enough. Didn't uh, Stratton pinch Horazio Fantasia? Yeah, well, that's why I don't really like him. But, <laughs> but also, the fact that they've, they've both, they're they both premiership players, and like you, you still got to show them respect as, as AFL players. Yeah, nice. Like All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> dislike. Dislike. Um, now, this is what I don't like, and I said it before about Aiden Core. Players... Don't announce mid-season what your free agency or trade plans are. Just shut up for a bit. Just, Make just fun, shush. And, and then make it so unexpected that the whole AFL world just goes, wow, come free agency and trade period. And, you know, then we just have so much to scroll through social media. Oh, blah, blah, blah's going here. Just do it. Please, just, just leave it for the season and then, you know, just stop because it's just – Creating stuff, you know. Aiden Core, he left the hub. That's that's just poor. That's just really poor. Anyway, really poor. Very very poor. Yeah. Thank you for listening to my uh, likes and dislikes. Very nice. Very uh, good. Yes. Alrighty. So just just quickly before we head off, we have our uh, tribute to. We just want to shout out the retirees for 2020. The boys who have currently announced it. Um, I think so far the biggest the biggest two retirees that are coming out of uh, 2020. Oh, actually, all four, four four big ones that are coming out of 2020 is uh, Simpson, Gibbs, Gibbs, who could probably still go another two years after watching what he did to Carlton, uh, Stratton and Pop, but also Cruiser. coming out of this, uh, Cruiser as well. So essentially there are two number one draft picks from from Carlton who, who started off at Carlton um, retiring, which is... It's sad to see players go, and especially players a player like Gibbs, who, who you boys can agree with me. His effort on the weekend just just shows that was just. I I honestly don't finish. know how I'm going to cope 
once all these players that I grew up watching go. Well, it, it's just sad, sad because mm, it's sad. potentially at the end of the season we could be we could be losing even more. Gary Ablett might not be playing next yeah. year. Don't say that. Which brings I, an absolute tear to my eyes. Saying this, saying this, I'm, I actually feel like I'm about to start tearing up because growing up watching Ablett, growing up watching Simpson, watching Gibbs, watching a, even you were going to say Bell Chambers. Just for a look, second. Look, I like, I like Bell Chambers, but in comparison to a player like Gibbs and, and Simpson, he's not at the same tier. He's not at the same tier as as, as Gary Ablett or even Stratton and, and Pop. So, like, yes, it's sad that he's he's retiring, but he's also getting old, and I think it's time to make room for, for players like Draper to come in. But players like Simpson and, like, these players we grew up watching who we enjoyed watching, even though... They, they didn't play for our clubs. It, it's just sad to see. Yeah, but also, shout yeah, out to what they've done for their clubs yeah. and how, how they've just been such great players in their careers. And, and some of them have, have reached milestones, like um, Gibbs, uh, not Gibbs, uh, Simpson. Simpson has play, he's playing 342 games this year. And, and not a this lot year, of. This year, he's played 342 games. He's playing 342 games by the end of this round. <laughs> so, his career, 342 game career is, is pretty big. Yeah. Oh, like, summed just, up very well. Not, not many plays reach that 300 game milestone. So, just respect to, to Cade Simpson, respect to these players retiring. And honestly, I, I personally, I don't know them personally, but I wish them luck in their future and. and I hope to see them somehow still involved with the footy. Yep. And I'll just read their names out quickly before uh, we wrap it up. So, Cade Simpson, Matty Cruiser, Bryce Gibbs, Connor McKenna. That one makes me a little bit sad. Um, Tom Bell Chambers, Paul Piopolo, uh, Ben Stratton, Pierce Hanley, and Nathan Brown. So, they are some big names. Um, good chatting with you boys this evening. Yep. Um, thank you to yes, everyone sir. for listening and uh, enjoy the week of footy ahead and we will be back after that. Take care. Yes, Take care. Take care. Take care.